0: on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Insurance Deal. It is so great to have you back with us. I am your host, Ellen Deal, and that is where the fabulous name of our radio show came from, The Insurance Deal. Um, thank you to all my friends who are tuning in to listen to us at AmericasWebRadio.com. We are here every Thursday at 11 a.m. to talk to you about all things insurance related, which it sounds hard to believe that this can actually be interesting, but we are going to make the next hour mind-blowing, oh, well, there's a clue for our topic, but I won't even tell you yet. That's Ooh. called a tease. Um, my very special guest today is someone who I've known since probably 2003, and uh, we have both been in this wild insurance industry together Um enjoying the ups and downs, well, not so much the downs of Obamacare. my background, for those of you who don't know me, is that I've been a sales professional in uh, the insurance industry, a male-dominated sales industry, which has made me a tough cookie, and uh, most people like that about me. So, um, 20 years selling insurance and then went out on my own last year. So, if you have any insurance-related questions you want to send in, my email address is IdealSolutions at gmail.com and now let me tell you a little bit about our guest who we're going to have a great time with over the next hour. Um, Chase Carey was a Corporate America suit at a company called Aetna for did a little... Wear a he did wear, he's wearing a suit right now, too, but it doesn't have the bad connotations. Very, very lovely. It's radio, so you can't see it unless you're watching on the live streaming. If you want to watch live stream, go to com and hit on the little television, and you'll get to see faces that were made for radio. <laughs> so, uh, Chase uh, has worked at Aetna, which we'll probably talk about a little bit in our first segment and what's going on with ACA. Um, and Chase is going to talk to us about a what I think is a new aspect of wellness, which is actually called mindfulness, that I knew nothing about. So, my mind was blown with the idea of mindfulness, but I've done a little bit of reading about it and talked to some friends. And it sounds like that uh, mindfulness is actually going to impact our workforces in a very positive way. Chase is very diverse, a versatile human being. Um, he is a certified Reiki master. Can't even pronounce this. Um, Jinshu Jujitsu practitioner. Second sort degree black belt in Taekwondo. So um, I feel very safe and secure today with my guest, Chase Carey, and um, Chase, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself that I'm sure I did not cover in that intro.
2: Good morning, Dr. Deal. You covered a lot, um, but for your listeners out there, they should know that I started out in insurance quite some time ago as a claim examiner, Mm. and I worked on the AARP account uh, paying Medicare supplement claims, and this was with Prudential at the time. Then after that I moved into compliance, I did product advertising, I did certificate review, I wrote certificates, I wrote medical questionnaires, I worked on a long-term care certificate, Um, I did market research, but I primarily spent my corporate career as an underwriter rising up to be VP of Underwriting at Aetna. And I did have a four-year stint as a benefits consultant with a large benefit consultancy, which is now part of, uh, I think it's called Towers Watson. So the the most interesting part about that is um, that I have exposure, pretty in-depth exposure to a lot of things that a lot of folks in the insurance industry don't tend to. And for those that are watching online or for you looking at me, you can tell I have some gray hair because of it. Uh, was very (laughs) hard-earned.
1: Well, um, interesting. So, um, Aetna, what's going on? And I know the answer to this. I think you do, too. Um, Aetna is pulling out of Georgia for the Obamacare exchange. They haven't changed their minds yet, have they?
2: I don't believe so. I think they're not going to offer off-exchange either. And that's not... um, something unique to Aetna. It's happening to all the carriers. I believe the only ones left that are brand names are Blue Cross Blue Shield of Georgia, mm-hmm. although I haven't heard a definitive answer on that, but they seem to be very heavily community-involved in- mm-hmm. and based, and as well as Kaiser Permanente, which is probably more prevalent in the metro Atlanta area than some of the outlying areas because their networks up here. And there m- there may be other carriers, um, but so many of the brand names we've known you know, United Healthcare, Humana, Aetna, uh, Coventry—one uh, which is a big carrier mm-hmm. up here—not um, so well known nationally because they branded themselves in different names in different states. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're all gone, and th- and that was baked into the Affordable Care Act. I'm not beating up on the Affordable Care Act. It, it I is will. what it is. Okay, you. Will. <laughs> it is what it is, and I had gone up and lobbied. Uh, right before the passage and met with senators, both our senators. Mm -hmm. And my congressman, um, Nathan Deal, is now our governor. And they completely got the fact that, uh, from a financial standpoint, it was not sustainable. Hmm. I'm not sure why it was built that way, uh, but Congress did the same thing with Medicare. Medicare was not financially stable with the numbers that came out of the CBO. Mm -hmm. Well, The numbers that came out of the CBO were... Not accurate, shall we say.
1: So just for our listeners that don't do health insurance or anything in the health care field, if if you don't really understand what's happened here with the Unaffordable Care Act, it's that the carriers, that the insurance carriers that were on the exchange and operating in the state of Georgia prior to the issuance of the Affordable Care Act, they were making enough money to keep all of their overhead and keep all of their employees in the last four years we've seen round after round of layoffs at all of the major insurance companies like blue cross humana Aetna. this is not a slam on them this is just to give you an idea of what's happened in the landscape of the the insurance company world and now with this next iteration this next year of obamacare Aetna. Coventry has decided in the state of Georgia that they are not making enough money to continue doing business in this state. And for anyone who owns their own business or runs a household, you understand the importance of making financial decisions that are good for your company, and in this case, good for the company and their shareholders. So don't be upset with Aetna. They're, they're just needing to make a living on that. And um, so, Chase, uh, you, have, um, you have a background in small group, and you write individual. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: larger group, too.
1: Okay, great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you give the listeners your email address real quick okay, and sure. how they can get in touch with you? Because listeners, listen up. This is a man who can help you out.
2: My email is chase at carrybenefits.com. I will spell that out for you. It's Chase like the bank, but don't write chase like the bank at carrybenefits.com. Chase at Carry Benefits, C A R E Y, B E N E F I T S dot com.
1: Okay, so so before the ACA went into place, um, we had you know PPO plans, we had deductibles that were a thousand dollar deductible, eighty sixty PPO. Probably most folks understand what what that terminology means. What have you seen happen since the ACA was put into place? With um, I mean, let's talk about small group.
2: Sure. Uh, Well, there have been a sea of changes. A lot of the changes are not necessarily noticed by the client if you have a skilled broker, but essentially the whole landscape changed. So where a small group might have had 30 or 40 plans to choose from, this is just one of many effects, they now had um, a few plans here, a few plans there, a few plans over here. All plans had to move into one of uh, four tiers. bronze silver gold or platinum and you really don't see many platinum plans anymore Uh, and those plans had to fit within a fairly narrow actuarial band i won't go into the math of that so the the number of plan choices uh, dropped significantly and in some ways that did help simplify Uh, i'm not quite sure how a small business owner let alone a broker can handle 30 or 40 or 50 plans but for some people, where the budget was particularly challenging that year, it made things more difficult. Now, some of the positive aspects are that pre-existing conditions were gone, mm-hmm. and um, the carriers could no longer set rates based upon the health of the group. So, for uh, Mr. or Mrs. Small Business Person, uh, you could have the healthiest employers in the world, healthiest employees in the world, particularly if you're smart and you invest in. Um, a good wellness plan. But if a spouse or a dependent was fairly ill, that claim experience fed through to your rates. In the state of Georgia, we have pretty good uh, supervision and regulation from the Department of Insurance. Mm-hmm. So, how much that bad claim experience, so to speak, beds in quotes, could affect your rates was limited. But it also, on the front side, could significantly affect your rates. So, you could have uh, uh, two identical businesses they're both um welding shops one right next to the other and one's got eight people and the other's got eight people and through a miracle of science or hollywood the employee demographics in um, shop a are identical to the employee demographics in shop b except one of the employees in shop a has diabetes Mm -hmm. well the rates could be dramatically different between those two groups one group could pay a hundred dollars one group could pay nearly $170. And that's pre-ACA. That's pre-ACA, and that rate wasn't just on that one employee. It was on everybody. Now, under the ACA, the good news is everybody got the same rate because medical conditions were not considered. The challenge was if you had a, a very healthy employee population, you were now paying much more in subsidizing the shop next to you. Mm-hmm. And that's not per se bad that... We collectively help each other, but it really made it very difficult on the small business group particularly because you get a 20 or 30 percent increase on your rates – how do you, where do you get that money? You have yeah. to have you have to increase your sales.
1: Um I want to keep going on the sure. thought process you're on but let me jump in with um when you'd said you know pre-existing conditions and that's not all you know that was a good thing that pre-existing conditions were now covered but the unintended consequence of that was that now folks who had been paying for insurance all along you know being a good egg and keeping coverage on themselves realized hey I don't have to keep this insurance and keep paying for the monthly premium because I can come back on, not at any time, but I can come back on during open enrollment. Right, one time a year. Yep. Yeah. So now the folks that perhaps were keeping coverage all year round were dropping it, but only coming back on during the open enrollment period because there were no longer pre-existing conditions that, that really were going to encourage them to stay in the in the insured pool. And then the other thing, one of the other, I guess, unintended consequences, or maybe intended by Obamacare, was, um, and I always get confused, remember, was it a 10-to-1 ratio or a 7-to-1 ratio?
2: I believe it was 10-to-1 and it moved to, I want to say, 5-to-1. It got
1: compacted. It's now 3-to-1. Uh, 3-to-1.
2: Okay. So,
1: So what most of correctly. our listeners, or if you're out there, viewers, um Listeners, here's what my hand motions are doing, Um, talking with my hands. So the 10 to 1 ratio, that means that your oldest person was
2: in the 10. Could cost 10 times what the youngest person. Right. But now Mm -hmm. the oldest person can only cost three times what the youngest person can cost. And the way you do that mathematically, because you can't invent numbers, is the younger people's rates shot up.
1: Right. So what everybody thinks that means is, oh, everybody has a better rate. Not really. You still have to squash the same amount of earnings into that 3 to 1 ratio instead of the 10. So folks would think the younger people would stay the same, the middle people would stay the same, and the older people would come down. Not the case. The younger people went up. The older people came down some, and the people in the middle got crushed. So with that encouraging news, we're going to move into our first break, and when we come back, we'll wrap up talking about ACA and then see what we can do about wellness. So so go to your Zen place, and we will see you back here in a few minutes. Very good.
3: The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
4: Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem. You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended, because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Insurance Deal. I am your host, Ellen Deal, and we just appreciate all of our listeners so much. Tell your friends. Tell them to tell their friends, and uh, if you need our, our, not our call letters, but our web address again. It's www.americaswebradio.com. If you're listening, I'm sure you know that. But if you're going to listen later, because I'm going to be posting this on all forms of social media for you to follow the link back to America's Web Radio, you might need it at that point. So I'm Ellen Deal, and if you need to get in touch with me, you can email me at solutions at gmail.com. Very, very honored to have a fabulous guest with us today day, my friend and sensei. um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Dr. D. Yes. Uh, Chase Carey. And before we left, we were talking about the The 10 to 1 ratio being squashed to a 3 to 1 ratio with regards to the Affordable Care Act and, um, the unintended consequence of making it less affordable for, less affordable for more people. So when you hear folks saying, oh, under the new health plan, 20 million people are going to lose coverage. Well, under the Affordable Care Act, a lot of people dropped coverage because it was cheaper to take the $95 penalty, which was for the first year, mm-hmm. cheaper to take the $95 penalty than pay $250 a month for good coverage. Well, now that penalty is, for 2016, it was $695 for a single person. I'm not sure what it is for 2017. I think it went to 725 But somebody pull out the fact checker on that and let me know.
2: Yes, and I think the president ordered the IRS not to penalize people for 2017. Hopefully that's the case. And if somebody out there knows that specifically, yes or no, please let us know.
1: That's what I've heard. But the thing is, the IRS is the one that's going to determine if they follow that or not. Because Obamacare hasn't been repealed or replaced yet. It's a thought. Can the president say?
2: Believe it or not, he can. Unlike much of the legislation that comes out of our federal government or other governments, A lot of the Affordable Care Act was left to regulation, and that's why the past president was able to change things simply by regulation. Employers may not have seen this, um, but from a broker standpoint, we would have all these laws lined up, and here's a timetable, and and they kept getting delayed, and they kept getting pushed off, and they kept getting pushed off. Right. And, you know, so that – that made it more difficult for business owners because you didn't really know what was going to happen versus even if it's bad news you can start to plan for it but i'd like to mention a couple other things about the affordable care act and i don't want to beat that up because there was a lot of good done by it Um, but there's certainly unintended consequences and hopefully uh, people will get together and help congress to make some significant changes but one of them is that you know, back before the Affordable Care Act, there were companies that still had $500 deductibles for their employees. That might seem a little crazy today, and I'm not sure it wasn't crazy then, but a $1,000 deductible was pretty normal. Today, it's two or three or four or five, particularly in smaller businesses. Mm-hmm. People now have a $5,000 deductible, mm-hmm. and guess what? They're paying way more today mm-hmm. than they did a few years ago with a much lower deductible. Right. and uh, if there's an economist out there and can correct me on this, I believe the ha- average household income in America is somewhere just north of 50000 Well, if you have a $5,000 out-of-pocket expense, for many households, that can put you into bankruptcy. Right. So it's not really insurance.
1: Well, if you're looking for a way to... Cover that $5,000. Email me. I've got some solutions for you. Hence the company name Ideal Solutions. So if you're one of those people who's like, wow, I wish there was a way to insure that $5,000 so that if I do run into having to pay it, I can find a place to pay that out of. Send me an email. I can help you out. Um, and I also want to point out the ellen deal d healthcare plan, which nobody will buy off on, but I'll worked. buy off
2: on it right now.
1: Okay. See, he didn't even have to hear it. He just knows. Just sign here. Here's how it works. Um, Under under my administration, what we're going to do is, for things like office visits and prescriptions under a certain dollar amount, if you're at an office visit, you have to settle the bill right there at the counter before you walk out. So you are face-to-face with the person in the doctor's office who's going to hand you the bill and say... This bill is $300. Now, the insurance company will pay half, and you will pay half. That gets every single American engaged right away, the first time they are faced with a bill, because they're going to say, wait a minute, I sat here in your office for 25 or 45 minutes and waited. Then you only saw me for five minutes. You're telling me I now owe you $300, of which 50% is coming out of my pocket. You need to work on that bill again. And they're not going to leave until they haggle that thing down. So, boom, immediate engagement. And
2: what is that web address again? Is that... Um deals 5050 plan com uh, just make there you
1: go ideal solutions yeah gmail.com so, uh, anyways that's my plan nobody nobody's buying off on it and I'll probably get some hate mail which is fine because I have periscope fans too and I know how to how to deal with you folks Ooh. yeah but um so I think I cut you off a little bit on where you were going you know
2: I wanted to um, loop back a little bit to uh, your discussion about voluntary plans there are a lot of great voluntary carriers out there. Many of the name brand insurance carriers have voluntary benefits. Of course, the long-standing ones are Colonial and Aflac. Um, people know the Aflac duck. Colonial likes to say, Aflac puts their money into the duck. We put our money into our products. They're both companies that are very well financed, and they're, they have good people, and they have very good products, and it's kind of fun to see that friendly competition. But that is an extremely extremely cost-efficient way Mm -hmm. to help employees at their own cost to pay for some of these big expenses that could happen particularly important for families um of you know two three four children right
1: well i mean there are plenty of uh, articles and white papers out there that talk about that the average american could not write a check for five hundred dollars meaning they don't have a spare five hundred dollars to write a check for and most people will insure their cell phone but they're not insuring their income (laughs) Uh, what pays for your cell phone your income Anyways, enough beating of that dead horse. Um, let's, uh, for those of you on radio, that was that we have a horse in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's, let's switch gears and we can always switch back, but, um, sure. let's, let's start talking about <coughs> wellness. Um, for, for the listeners out there who are enjoying this episode of the insurance deal, You probably remember when you started hearing about wellness. It used to be just, you know, you have your insurance, you go to the doctor when you need to, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden there were preventive items that the the health insurance companies wanted you to have done. And then they took it one step further and started trying to encourage people to take care of themselves through um, going to the gym and eating right uh, to basically stave off things like heart attacks, stroke, Diabetes, Diabetes is a really everyone. big issue, um, and so what we're seeing is uh, incentive systems built into the health plans, or as a as a an ancillary side sidecar to the insurance program, where you go online, register for a wellness program, uh, you let it know when you've gone to the gym and some, take some different tests and evaluations, and start earning points. So that you can then go shopping online. Now that's pretty cool, but I've gotten
2: some Fitbits that way.
1: Okay, so see, yeah. you can. We will hear some, some real
2: meat in some of them. Some plans. testimony
1: mm-hmm. of of that. So we'll go ahead and tell me that, and I'll jump to my next thought later.
2: Sure. Well, you know, the most important thing I want employers to know about wellness is it's something that you can do today that will have a positive impact on the health of your employees, and that will have a positive impact. On the claims your employees submit. Under the ACA, that may or may not make a difference to your premium, but it will make a difference to what employees need from you. So that's the most important thing. And wellness is, it's really a culture and it's an ongoing process that's developing over time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to talk about. The branded wellness plans we have, and essentially, what uh, we call the three-legged stool. I, okay. for example, um, have a relationship with Corporate Health Partners. They're a Georgia-based um, wellness plan, and the f- the first-legged stool, or the first leg of the three-legged stool, is that you have to have good metrics. So there has to be a baseline. So we take cholesterol, blood pressure, all weight height, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. You know, we still hear sometimes, and I'm I, not part of the organization, but wellness plans still hear, gee, I'm, I'm not overweight, I'm just too short for my weight. Yeah. Yeah, we're all kind of through that. So you can measure year to year how the general health statistics are working. The other is that you have to have um, engagement, and that really means uh, one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. That's critically important.
1: Well, that's starting to sound expensive with the one-on-one coaching. I'm sure you're going to talk about how much that is.
2: Well, imagine how much a $50,000 heart attack is going to cost an employer or an employee's family. We'll get to that in a minute, but it's not nearly as expensive as you think, particularly if you consider that family coverage for an employee is probably well over $10,000 a year, probably well over that. Right. Um, And the other thing is you really have to have a sustainable structure for wellness and that might be a workout room it could be a physical location it might be a room to meditate or to have yoga or it simply may be we get engaged in the 5ks around town Mm -hmm. or we get engaged in walks or we get engaged in this or we get engaged in that Uh, there are a lot of there's a lot of great competition Um, the atlanta business chronicle sponsors Mm -hmm. uh, atlanta's healthiest employers every year and that's an enormous event with great participation and really Very, very clever, engaging solutions that employers use.
1: So are you saying that a company that's going to engage in this this Atlanta Business Chronicle Healthy Company competition, you're going to walk into an office full of women and say, everybody step on the scale and we're getting out a tape measure?
2: Well, I might have to turn around when they're stepping on the scale. And you can always ask, tell me what your weight is, but take a pound off. So I don't really know what their weight is.
1: I think it would be easier if you just turned them around on the scale and don't
2: tell them Uh, what it is. Well, believe it or not, many, many people have an appropriate height and body weight, so to speak. In the insurance world, um, we're about, you know, less than 20% of people are responsible for over 80% of the cost. Mm -hmm. But more on that um, when we come back.
1: Did we get a one-minute break? I did never see it. Okay, guys.
2: Whether cruising
5: the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Forty-five years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport.
0: This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Insurance Deal. I am your host, Ellen Deal, and we are very honored to have with us today Chase Carey of Carey Benefits. We have been having a great time so far this hour talking about health insurance, if you can believe that. It is actually... uh, on everyone's mind. It's it's very important. It's a huge part of our gross national product and a huge part of everybody's everyday life. You think about... uh, Big league.
2: Big league. Big league.
1: Huge. Very good. I like that. Um, So when you're thinking about your income and where a lot of your dollars are going... For myself right now, the what I'm paying for insurance every month is like a luxury car payment. I could be driving a really, really nice, you name that luxury brand car, for what I'm paying for my health insurance. And
2: the You don't like your 20-year-old Ford Focus?
1: <laughs> and the... Um, the, the cost of that, it's, it's just not that I'm paying a lot every month. It's that, um, like most of you, there's a high deductible involved. So insurance companies have tried to figure Huge out ways deductible. to bring those deductibles, um, well, not bring the deductibles down, but make a healthier workforce. So before we left off at the break, we were talking about wellness, and we're going to pick back up on that. And then you're going to hear, if you have not heard this cool buzzword yet, you are about to hear about it for the first time, so prepare to have your mind blown as we begin to tell you about mindfulness. It is a step beyond wellness. And uh, later in the program, for those of you who are watching, we're going to see if we can get Chase to levitate using Ooh, mindfulness. Whoa,
2: whoa. <laughs> We might have to shut off the camera for that, but I'd be glad to do it.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so we were talking about wellness, and um, and it is good for for companies and for insurance carriers to 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 bring in. Um, my kind of issue with wellness is while it is good for the employees, for the insurance companies that are trying to track that data, if the Group only stays with the insurance carrier for three or four years, and then they leave. Then you only have a small set of data, but you're still doing something good for your employees.
2: There's no question about it. And you know, you brought up the question or the, the idea of too expensive. A good wellness plan costs about $500 per employee per year.
1: Per year. Per year. Okay, that's a good thing to point out because some people think $500 and they, they stop right there. Per year. So employers, think about that, divide that over the course of 12 months.
2: And, you know, consider most employers maybe spending five or $10,000 a year on family coverage for their employees. Mm-hmm. And most wellness companies anticipate at least the two-to-one uh, return on that. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk to you about the uh, the big new wave you mentioned, mindfulness. I don't know if any of our listeners have seen, Time Magazine has a big um, article out, not article, issue, a standalone special issue on mindfulness. And mindfulness does belong in the corporate world. I started my meditation training, which is kind of a bigger step from mindfulness, more powerful, mm-hmm. back in um, 1993. And it really helped me in the complex world of insurance. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of regulation and a lot of moving parts that you don't necessarily see. Right. And it helped me to focus and have more clarity and be more creative and I was a much better problem solver because um, I didn't have all this noise in my way, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, um I do want to address the concern that you raised which is very valid. Well, If I'm Mr. or Mrs. Employer and I get a wellness plan and so I have lower claims, but the ACA doesn't really allow my rates to be any lower, so why should I participate? It's not any different than um, the person on 285 or I-85 or I-75 or 400 deciding they're going to go 90 miles an hour so they can get ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Well, if we had a handful of people thinking that way, it would all be chaotic. So it makes sense for all of us, not that I ever drive 55, but to stay within a reasonable proximity of the um, the speed limit. Well,
1: to avoid the super speeder ticket. The super speeder ticket, three, right. Like $325, I think.
2: It's big money. Yeah. And so. that's U.S. money.
1: So okay, so we've got the people speeding down the road so, of wellness, right?
2: And it really, it really makes sense to do the right thing, and your employees will know this. But let's talk about mindfulness. What is mindfulness? It's first off, it's not an Eastern religion. Okay, it's not anything scary that you have to subscribe to. You don't have to leave your spouse, leave your job, or leave your church to be mindful. Okay, mindfulness is really moving your attention from outside of you to inside of you. Mm-hmm. We have everybody walks around with cell phones. Right, there are three cell phones in this room right now. One of them is being used. Uh, I was on a cruise ship not long ago. A young couple had the best seat at the back of the restaurant. The sun was setting. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You know, two story windows. They were both on their cell phones. Wow! So they were letting their minds be controlled and manipulated by other external events and in a workspace we have demanding customers we have demanding bosses we have demanding employees we have different things going on all the time and we need the ability to just stay focused on what we're doing let me give you this example ellen uh, let's say you're going in for surgery uh, because you have carpal tunnel syndrome okay and your surgeon comes in the room and she's got her ipad she's got her iphone and people are talking to her and the last thing on her mind is your surgery right and then she comes in and she puts everything down and she looks for the scalpel and she says let's go versus that scenario a now let's look at scenario b the surgeon comes in the room calm prepared focused picks up the scalpel ready to work Mm -hmm. which person would you rather have
1: the doctor number two
2: doctor number two yes right The more distracted we are from what's going on right in front of us right now, Mm -hmm. the less likely we're going to perform well, the lower quality, um, the more static we're going to get down the line. We're just not going to do as good of a job. Now, if I'm allowed to use the sex word on radio, can I do that?
1: Gender or sex?
2: Sex as in the verb. Okay. All right. So, um, ladies and gentlemen out there, maybe not so much with gentlemen, but... When we go to have sex, we're pretty mindful. We're not thinking about a lot of other things. It's one of the few times we're naturally mindful.
1: So you're not picking up your cell phone. Okay. All right. I
2: mean, if you do, guys, you're not going to be dating that person for very long. Bad idea. Yeah. No. So. Now, let's take that to a professional method. Um, Look at a golfer. Watch a golfer, man or woman, step up to the tee. They are absolutely in the moment. Mm-hmm. They're not stressing. They're not, stre- they're not so focused that they have to poop. They're just right in the groove. And that's what mindfulness teaches us. It teaches us to operate in a noisy world without all that noise affecting us. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the good news. The way to be mindful is simple. The bad news is it takes practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But you can do that. You can take practice. And we encourage companies, um, my business, Chasing Meditation, we teach mindfulness and meditation in corporations. We encourage companies to have 10 or 20 minutes a day set aside for everybody to focus on mindfulness or even to meditate. It doesn't cost the company anything. They could have a separate room where people can go in and be quiet. It's difficult if you have a call center um, or you have hourly employees, but the difficulty is mostly in your own our own self-imposed concepts about what employees should or shouldn't do. I promise everybody, a healthier, happier, more focused employee is going to be a much better employee. And for growing businesses, a lot of the businesses are hiring millennials. My daughter's a millennial. I love millennials. Mm-hmm. They do not have a bad stigma in my mind. Right. But they want a healthy, happy place to work. They want to make a difference in life. And they want to be supported in their dreams, too.
1: So in terms of this quiet room where people can go for 20 minutes, how do you prevent someone from going in there with their cell phone and just spending 20 minutes catching up on emails and Facebook?
2: Oh, you know, that's a great question because what you have to have outside the door is a cell phone corral. (laughs) The cell phone has to be turned off.
1: Not like the Golden Corral where not there Not like the be Golden Ebola. Corral. Okay, no. so poor Golden Corral. Um, that was years ago, though. Um, I so, love Golden Corral. So it's the honor system, though, on it's using
2: a, the phone corral? It's absolutely the honor system. It, you, you know, if you're going to go in there and play with your email, then forget it. You're not being mindful, but you got to put your phone down. Now, the funny thing is there will be tremendous resistance, and you'll have people literally – kind of looking at you and kind of looking at putting the phone down Mm -hmm. when we teach mindfulness and meditation in corporations we put the cell phone corral in the back Mm -hmm. and we find about 15 percent of people really have a significant stressful reaction to that Mm. and we walk them through how to get beyond that
1: so so all right so then you go into the the meditation room for 20 minutes and you sit there
2: Believe it or not, you do sit there. You can lie down as well. Um, I tend to lie down when I meditate, and I know that's a big no-no, but I learned at the Monroe Institute, and that's the way we did it. But the thing is, the most effective way to be mindful in any moment is simply to notice your breath, have awareness of your breath. And if you become very stressed in a situation, remember Mom said take a deep breath? Ah. Bingo. Dr. Mom knew what she was talking about. Literally, pull yourself back. Take a deep breath. Relax your shoulders. I'm taking one now. Try to put a smile on your face. And just notice your breath. And as you do that, and it takes practice, Mm -hmm. but practice is not hard. And practice, by the way, Ellen, is not a sacrifice. We tell our clients, you're not sacrificing anything to be mindful or to meditate. You're simply exchanging. Mm -hmm. Do you want to spend time drinking beer and watching TV? Or do you want to spend 10 or 20 minutes helping you to be more effective in life and having a more balanced, easy life.
1: So I was reading a white paper, an article that yes. was saying that there are some studies that that showed that practicing mindfulness at work. Okay, employers, listen up because you be might uh, you might like this for your employees. Um, in the health insurance world, we use terms like absenteeism and presenteeism. Yep. Um, presenteeism is when you're there, but you're not all there. Absenteeism is well, what it sounds like you're not there at all. So with the mindfulness at work, the study indicates that it reduces employee absenteeism and turnover. So maybe when people are more uh, relaxed at their job, they're able to be there more or they don't stress out and, and have a mental health day.
2: That's exactly right. Think of it as employees being more calm and more focused and more in control of what they want to do. In a way, they kind of become fighter pilots. They're very focused and they get the good job done. Mm -hmm.
1: I used to work with a lady who, uh, when she would take what some of us would call a mental health day, she would say, it's a sick and tired day. So she was taking a sick day, but she was really sick and tired. Um, So other things that mindfulness improves um, are cognitive functions like concentration and memory. Yes, Um, big time on memory. Don't know about uh, most people in the workplace, but we usually have several windows open at a time on our computer, multiple folders and papers open on our desk. So employers, if you can get your employees more focused then maybe the output from said employees will improve.
2: Right. And just go back to the scenario where you see a surgeon having to do three surgeries at the same time versus someone have the ability to focus on this and then move to the next task and move to the next next task. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that most people don't know, this is not really being taught, it's something unique in our uh, business, is stress has to include, you can't be stressed unless there's Uncertainty. Mm-hmm. All right. And uncertainty comes from, can I get it all done? So if, if you're sitting at your desk trying to do work or you're out with a customer or you're on the phone with your boss and you're thinking of 20 things, you're stressed. Mm-hmm. But if you're just thinking of this thing in front of you, because mm-hmm. the reality is most of us are not um, bomb technicians and we're not emergency room physicians. So nothing ha- like if we mess up, the world's not going to end. And we know how to do our jobs. And given the support to just be right here on this job right now, Mm -hmm. boom, it becomes a piece of cake.
1: I used to work with someone uh, years, years ago, and he was very, very productive. And people wondered, how did he get so much done? And I asked him one day, I said, Bill, how do you get so much done? And he said, I only touch something once, meaning a piece of paper or an email. Um, Smart
2: uh, once and done.
1: Right. And I have this problem a lot where I will... Look at an email and then go, oh, I can't deal with that right now, or pick up something and read it and say, "Uh, okay, I'll have to put that back in the pile. So touching it once, being mindful, and working with it. All right, folks, we are going to take you to another beautiful sponsored break. Enjoy listening to our commercial break, and we'll be back.
5: With all the back and forth in today's politics, It seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com.
4: on call.org or call toll free 1-800-714-6993 today.
5: Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com
0: is lawyer liz join me each week as we discuss drones the internet of things and all the technology in between it's buzz off with lawyer liz wednesdays at two you're listening to america's web radio on the americas broadcast Network.com. thank you for listening Oh, Oh. Oh. we're
1: being brought back in with the ohm, the peace and meditation. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the the dulcet tones of Chase (laughs) Carey. Um, That's why I don't
2: sing for a living.
1: There we go. So welcome back to the Insurance Deal. I am your host, Ellen Deal, and it is... It is a great joy to have you listening to us today. Make sure to tell all your friends and download this podcast and share it with everyone you know. If you have general insurance questions, feel free to email me at idealsolutions at gmail.com. And also want to introduce you again to our very special guest Chase Carey, who um, actually has written a book. For those of you who are viewing right now, uh, wrote a fabulous book called "Chase and Meditation." What a great play on words! You know, when you have a fun name like Deal or Chase, there's yes, yes, so much great stuff you can do with it. So uh, we should
2: have our own show called Chase and Deal or Chasing the Deal. What do you think? <laughs> Bad idea.
1: <laughs> I thought about changing one of my little taglines after um, after Trump was elected to the art of the deal. Um,
2: clever, yes, clever.
1: But I, you know, so many you can only use so many things at a time. Well, but, the uh,
2: national lawsuit would have really helped increase your, people's awareness of you.
1: Well, hey, you know, if that's what it takes. So you know, the, any news, no, any press is good press. Any news is whatever. Right
2: after six months, it's all the same, good or bad. Press. There you yeah. go.
1: So Chase and Meditation is the book. Chase Carey is the author. And um, let me give him a chance to tell you how you can get in touch with him, your web
2: address. Sure. Thank you, Dr. Deal. Uh, Easiest way is ChasingMeditation.com. That's with a G, even though the book doesn't have a G on it. C-H-A-S-I-N-G Meditation.com. And uh, for those of you that are tech-savvy, I also have the URL chasenmeditation.com in case somebody makes a mistake. But we do mindfulness and meditation training in corporations. And to let you know, it's a lot more affordable than you think. Uh, our Graze and Grain, which is our one-hour lunch and learn, they start at three ninety five. But if you're a Corporate Health Partners uh, client, if you have their um, company for your wellness benefits, they often bring me into their clients at no cost, no additional cost to the client. So you may want to check out with them.
1: So give us an idea over a graze and grain
2: graze as in a cow grazing and gain.
1: Oh gain. Gain.
2: So you're eating lunch and you're also gaining knowledge and skill.
1: Okay so how long is one of these graze and gain lunches?
2: Those are about uh, 60 minutes Mm -hmm. and we do part of it is an introduction to what meditation and mindfulness is because it's still kind of Amorphous. People don't really know what it is. They don't really think it's from India or something. And, of course, it's been practiced there for years. But it's big-time um, corporate these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions, moving into the space.
1: Wow. Well, tell me real quick. As sure. a person who, you know, I would be at this graze and gain thing, and honestly, you know, you're and my... And you
2: would f- love it.
1: Well, you're my friend, and, and so I would give you a chance. But if I didn't know you, and you walked in and told me we were going to, like, meditate and stuff, I would probably look at you like you were crazy. You're my friend, I know you. So what do you do as like an icebreaker to get these people to relax? Because I would think that's pretty necessary up front.
2: Well, you know, we always start out doing the ohm. And that really cracks people up because we all feel stupid doing Aum. And okay. when I started it 24 years ago, I felt really stupid and people would laugh at me. But Aum in Sanskrit is considered to be the sound of creation. Huh. And whether it is or is not, it's a very good way for us to bring our focus from all the noise around us to where we are. And everybody laughs and everybody giggles, but I tell you, they all walk out of the room OMing.
1: Okay, well, all right. Um, So, yeah, so that's – all right, tell us more about what you teach these people in one hour because I think the goal is probably to make an impact on that employer in the one-hour lunch so that you can come back out and help these employees. I mean, it's not just about uh, – y'all, I've known Chase for a while, and he really is the kind of person that's out to – he wants to help people. He wants to do good things. So while none of us uh, are working for free – what what do these people gain in an hour?
2: Sure. Well, I definitely don't work for free, and my tagline is teaching a billion people to meditate by 2025. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, it, I make it very easy. I'm a big, hands-on person. I want people to walk away with a method that they can immediately repeat at their desks or in the mindfulness room at work to help them be more productive, more focused, much less stressed. So we're going to talk, we st- always start out a little bit, after the ohm of course, with what mindfulness and meditation is. Mm-hmm. And we use some examples. Um, we have some exercises, very participant-involved, where people learn to do mindful things. Mindful breathing, mindful attention, mindful awareness. Mindful is really being present in the moment with a gentle focus on what's immediately in front of you. It's not a hard focus, a gentle focus. You notice the breath. Um, you may find colors become more vibrant. You may find that distracting noises have less of an emotional attachment to them. You may hear one of the places I do this, you hear a train in the background. Right. And trains are kind of cool. And so we can bring that in. Or if there's machinery in the background, we always wrap that in and allow people to learn the skills, to be present in the moment without distracting noises, impact them. And then we do, um, we go into meditation. Meditation is very, very simple, folks. It's uh, relaxing your body, quieting your mind, and moving into an expanded state of awareness.
1: Okay, I'm the kind of person that I cannot quiet my mind. Sure you can. I operate in two speeds, wide open or lethargic. So for a wide open person like me, how in the heck do you
2: Well number 1 you're a woman and that gives you a distinct advantage. Sorry guys, but women can handle a lot more things without being distracted than we can. Okay. We guys are tend to think about just one thing a day 60,000 times and come on guys, does it really happen that often? Women can think of 60,000 different things throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, It simply takes practice. We have certain techniques where we can move your attention, have you move your attention or your focus to something that doesn't have a meaning or an emotional thought behind it. Uh, We can use mantras. We have people visualize distracting thoughts landing on a leaf and the leaf floating down gently into a stream and then the stream going away. That works particularly well in the fall. (laughs) <laughs> and we also, for people that are tend to be more linear, we actually have them visualize putting their thoughts into a distraction box and closing that thought. Because mm-hmm. the reality is most, most thoughts we think at any given time, only some of them are important and almost none of them are urgent. So we don't fight the thoughts. We simply move them along and we say in meditation techniques, I'll address you later, just mm-hmm. not right now. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there that's a parent? How many times have we learned to say to our children, yes, but not right now? Mm-hmm. New parents, not so good at that, but you learn over time.
1: Okay. Um, so what size group really benefits from, from meditation to, to give them a more engaged workforce? Um, another note on the white paper, sorry for the multi-pronged sure. question. We could be in the um, the White House press room right now. You could be. Yeah. Um, so Thank you, Sean. <laughs> I really love Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She is yeah. kicking butt. She is, um, she really
2: is. But I
1: digress. Uh so so this mindfulness training uh it indicates that it improves job satisfaction for for employers out there of any size, you probably understand that turnover is a pretty big deal. So Uh, What size?
2: Uh, uh, Pretty big deal. Oh, there we go again. Uh, uh, Uh,
1: Now I don't even know when I'm doing
2: it. Really any size. um, Ten employees or more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Below that, the cost per employee is a little bit um, prohibitive, but we do have special small group pricing this summer. Um, I want to go back to a comment you made earlier, Dr. Deal, where you said you may not be the number one candidate for mindfulness. Okay. I'll tell you, wherever we present, and teach and engage we have waiting lists mm-hmm. people can't get in the room there's so many people that want to come oh the demand out there from your employee base is amazing now that doesn't mean you have to bring us in every week but the employee will never ever forget that they had meditation training at work hmm. and mindfulness training
1: well that's, that's so there m- the, so there there you have so there. it it does to work um <laughs> uh you know, I broke down on the break what uh what the cost I'm sorry to hop back to wellness No, real quick. let's do it. Let's but do it cost it's all wellness. of that five hundred dollars per employee per year.
2: For the wellness plan.
1: Right. I divided that out by fifty two weeks by a forty hour work week, blah, 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 blah. Um, it ends up being two dollars per employee per day. So when you hear these uh, these groups on the radio saying for just, you know, $2 a day, you can have your employees get well. And I would imagine for $2 a day per employee, you could have your employees be more mindful
2: yes, and f- focused. And you'll generally, well, that's under the normal wellness plans that do a lot of things. Uh, for good wellness plans, such as corporate health partners, there are many others, but mm-hmm. they're my preferred, um, they, you know... Ask your wellness provider. Are you mm-hmm. teaching mindfulness and meditation? Mm-hmm. Do you have, is your mindfulness and meditation powered by chasing meditation?
4: Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow, wow. You guys, uh, I hope that you have enjoyed what you've gotten to hear from the illustrious Mr. Chase Carey.
2: Thank you, Dr. Deal. His
1: book, again, is Chasing Meditation or Chasing Meditation. And... Um, This is the insurance deal. I have enjoyed so much being with you guys, and we're going to be back week after week. In the coming weeks, you are going to hear from exciting friends of mine, anything from property and casualty. I know, but hey, if you think that your homeowner's insurance is too much, you want to tune in and hear what we have to say um, I also have lined up, this is going to be my absolute favorite, we're going to have an entire episode where we get to talk about kidnapping insurance.
2: Whoa.
1: k and R. I don't know why. Kidnap and ransom. Kidnap and ransom. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have a lot of great stories out of that. And I
2: am a second-degree black belt if they need any help with recovery.
1: Now, see, here we are again. What a multifaceted, as I said in the beginning, he can have you calm in more ways than one because you will center yourself in peacefulness but then you'll be surrounded by safety a man who can
2: And if you need to kill somebody, you know. No, I'm only kidding.
1: Yep, with Maybe. his bare hands. So, you know, folks, we were going to break a board on the air live for you but we do not have time. We're going to have to do this another time or if you
2: Oh! <laughs> Dr. Deal, that was amazing. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, yes, I didn't have to focus on that very much. All right, well, I bet you've never heard that on the radio before, an actual board breaking. So thank you so much for being here. I am Ellen Deal. This is The Insurance Deal, and we will see you next Thursday at 11 a.m.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com.